Guan Yin as a figure within Taoism. So most people who are interested in Chinese or Asian spirituality are familiar with Guan Yin Bodhisattva. Uh, Guan Yin Bodhisattva is the goddess or uh, deity of compassion. Um, there are a number of different ways to interpret uh, Guan Yin. Um, one way would be as a masculine figure, one is as a feminine figure, uh, and one is as a uh, gender morphing figure. Uh, but in any event, uh, the most important thing to know about Guan Yin in uh, the uh, legendary sense is that uh, Guan Yin is associated with uh, compassion and is a bodhisattva, meaning that uh, Guan Yin has eschewed uh, or put off uh, attaining nirvana for a certain period of time to assist um, in saving humanity. So um, what the, the essential role of the bodhisattva uh, is as an enlightened um, Buddha who uh, has not yet um, reached the nirvana phase uh, or the final sort of terminal phase of practice um, because they choose to stay on the earth to uh, compassionately save others. So that is uh, what Guan Yin is, and then Guan Yin is associated with compassion. Um, the name Guan Yin, uh, Guan means to observe, Yin means sound, so Guan Yin uh, together means that Guan Yin is able to observe and hear the suffering of humanity. That uh, would be why Guan Yin is associated with compassion or mercy. So Taoism has various interpretations of uh, Guan Yin. Um, one is simply just to call Guan Yin uh, Guan Yin Dasher. Um, Guan Yin could also be related to Yunyu or the Jade Girl. Um, or Sihang Zhenren, uh, depending on uh, which school of Taoism you follow. But there's uh, another more, I think, interesting aspect of Guan Yin for those of us who practice meditation in the Taoist tradition, which is uh, Guan Yin's relationship to the uh, Zuxiao point in the inside of the skull. So, um, because Guan Yin is known for being able to see and hear Guan Yin, uh, Guan to observe, Yin to, to hear, uh, to, uh, you know, a certain noise or sound associated with hearing, again, um, certain Taoists have chosen to interpret Guan Yin as a very specific point in the brain, um, which is between the eyes and the ears, so roughly in the center of the uh, brain. Arguably, uh, we might either choose to look at this as the Zuqiao point, which, or the ancestral portal point, which is directly behind the eyebrows, uh, about an inch into the head, or we might choose to interpret this as the Niwan point, um, which would be uh, in the exact center of the brain. Um, personally, I would prefer to view it as the Niwan point from an ideological perspective um, because of the 
uh, ears being associated with the due meridian and the eyes being associated with the ren meridian in the center um, that would be mediated by earth which uh, is associated with the mud ball and then um, that would be a similar uh, mediation that goes on between the heart and the kidneys so that from a Taoist alchemical standpoint seems to make more sense to me than the, the Zhu Qiao point, which is a, a acupoint, um, otherwise known as the Mingtang um, or Brightness Palace, which is where the one of the points where the uh, Ren Mai originates uh, and where the Dumai ends. So, um, regardless of whether you want to interpret uh, the Guanyin point as being closer to the eyes uh, or more in the center. The basic concept is fairly similar. Um, it's a point in the brain at which the uh, original uh, perceptual spirit exists. Um, so Qianfeng Laoren uh, would have referred to that as the uh, original place where Xing or uh, nature, xian tian xing, the pre-celestial nature exists. Um, I'm not quite on board with uh, Qian Feng Laoren's interpretation of this, um, but uh, you, you get the point. Um, so this area that would be between the eyes and the ears uh, and mediate seeing and hearing is uh, the seat of, of perception, because two of our most important perceptual functions happen to be located there, and then if we look at it from the perspective of the five elements uh, existing on the face, we have the eyes, ears, nose, mouth, uh, and tongue, uh, with the eyes uh, representing the wood element, the ears representing water, the nose representing uh, the metal element, the mouth representing the earth element, and the tongue representing the fire element, um, and then those correlating with uh, the various uh, five organs. Um, then the placement of the uh, guanyin within, within that area also is a mediator of those five element aspects of the face. So that's a, another important thing that we can take into consideration. Beyond that, um, if we consider the Guanyin um, area of the brain to be in the Niwan point. This also makes sense from a Taoist perspective because uh, this is where Wu and Ji happen. Um, in other words, this is where the earth element uh, manifests mind. So um, we should know from Taoist practice that the spleen uh, is where the mind originates from in the five organs, but then Anywhere in the body where the earth element is, is present, uh, also such as the mud ball point or the knee one point in the brain, um, then will also be one of those uh, originating points uh, of, of the mind. Um, and that, I mean, the mind as separate from the uh, Yuan Shen or original spirit or Xian uh, Tian Xing, the, the, the pre celestial nature, um, but rather the mind that can. Um, be directed toward things such as the intention or yi um, or the uh, mind which can observe things and, and so on and so forth. 
So uh, I think that that, uh, again, gives us a, a certain amount of uh, credibility in, in our statement that the uh, Guanyin point is, is probably the mud ball uh, rather than the Mingtang point. But, but again, I'm sure there are uh, rationalizations for uh, the other argument as well, uh, and it's worth doing your homework and looking into. In any event, um, does this relate in any way to the, the myth of Guanyin uh, or the story of Guanyin as a goddess of compassion? Um, well, I, I don't know if we can create uh, a direct practical link between these things, but of course, uh, people who engage in serious meditation practice also must perform gongda, or they, they must cultivate uh, virtue, and part of virtue is to be compassionate to other people and to try to help them out of bad situations. Um, so I think that uh, we can certainly contextualize uh, this, this particular um, mythological aspect with our practice, although perhaps we have to extrapolate slightly from uh, the original point in the, in the Niwan uh, area of the brain and, and also add a certain amount of ideology uh, into our, our practice in order to make those things fit together. Um, but I think that this is an important point, which is that in the Taoist world, uh, ideology, physiology, uh, and uh, praxis are all mixed together and they all exist within a uh, ideologically um, continuous uh, or we can say an ideologically consistent continuum um, and uh, so knowing these things uh, allows us to deepen our practice and to be able to understand uh, things from through a holistic lens uh, rather than through a reductive lens, um, as is the case in uh, Western science and, and philosophy. Uh, both lenses have their place, but uh, it is valuable to be able to see things um, while taking the big picture into consideration in order to understand how our different practices, ideas, and uh, beliefs all fit together into a, a cohesive whole that makes up our personalities. Um, so anyway, uh, I think that I've said enough about Guanyin in the uh, Taoist alchemical um, area, and so I'll leave it at that, and uh, thanks for listening. Tune in again, and we'll talk about some other fascinating subject in Taoism. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.